The Plumbing Professional is sponsored by Blue Frog Plumbing and Drain. Welcome to The Plumbing Professional, a podcast for plumbers by plumbers, where we break down plumbing problems into simple processes. I'm one of your hosts, James Walker. And I'm your other host, Jack Pruitt. All right, this week, Jack, we're going to be talking about jetting. So we kind of broached it a little bit with our drain stoppage conversation last time. But when it comes to jetting, give us some thoughts about jetting that a plumber should know before he goes out on a job. Well, one thing is be very, very careful because you could flood a home. Jetting is also typically backwards, even though there's some penetrating heads. Typically, jetting was designed to pull backwards and pull the debris back. So could you explain just the, the physics of how the jetter works and what the guys should be expecting? The jetter has different heads on it. There is root cutting heads and there's uh, flush heads and there's penetrating heads and there's all types of heads on a jetter. So you have to first pick out the head that you want for the jetter. Most of us use a penetrating head, which there will be one penetrating hole that shoots water forward. The rest will shoot water backwards. Hmm. Okay. And so basically, just on the, if you just standard walk into a job and you got to do a uh, jetter, you want the penetrating head. And basically, what that penetrating head does, it pu- pushes through the stoppage, and then the reverse jets are pushing that stoppage debris back up through the pipe. Is that right? Yes. And what you do is you penetrate through it turn your pressure down, and then pull it back to a certain point or try to pull it back all the way to the city. Okay. So with that, you've talked about multiple different types of heads. Do you always start with a penetrating head and then switch out based on what you find, or are there times and scenarios you might change the head from the get-go? No, there's a time and scenario that you could put change the head from the get-go. You might want a root head on. You might want a uh, just a uh, backwards head to pull it back all the way. If there's a clean out at the city you could go from the city up to the house and pull everything backwards to the city okay so when it comes to possibly flooding a house give us kind of some thought process as to how to make sure that we're not doing this we're not positioning it for future problems when you're when you're taking on a jetting job well the first thing that you need to do is you need to know exactly where the toilets are in the house and how far in they are it's always helpful to have two people with that jetter one on the inside, one on the outside. If you have one on the inside, you can hear that jet. You can physically hear that jet coming through the floor and through the pipe, not through the floor, but through the pipe underneath the floor. And so you can hear that and you can be on a a phone or, or something and tell the other guy when to stop because if it gets too close to the toilet, I've seen jet heads go up and hit the toilet and break the toilet or shoot water through the toilet or the bathtub (laughs) so yeah it sounds like a fun experience (laughs) um so when it comes to to this jetting conversation what percentage of the time are you saying that if you come across a drain stoppage you're saying probably on a three to four inch pipe 90 percent of the time you're doing a jet and two inch pipe what percentage of the time do you feel like is best case for us to look at jetting Well, the two-inch pipe, and most of the plumbers do not do this, two-inch pipe, I would almost say most of the time, I would say most of the time, it needs jetted. And most of the time, we do not jet it because of the inconvenience. So, so Jack, when it comes to jetting, what really dictates whether a thorough jetting job has been done? What really allows them to know this is the process from start to finish for us to effectively and as non-intrusively as possible, start this job, prep this job, and finish this job so that we can 
have 100% of the job done and get it out of the customer's hair? Just what are some good key rules of thumbs for them to know what to do and when to do it? Well, the rule of thumb is I would absolutely want to see inside the pipe. So in order to see inside the pipe, you have to have a camera. If I'm looking at a camera and there's a lot of sludge, absolutely I jet it every single time. If I'm on a larger pipe, a three or four inch pipe, and I, I run my cable down and then I run a, a camera. And if there's a lot of sludge or sand in the pipe, you know that there's a break somewhere. In order to see that break, you might need to jet it. If not, you can always dig it up if you already know where that break is or where that uh, the roots are growing into the pipe. And so just kind of like a rule of thumb usage, what is the single best way? I've heard of guys taping things off when they're sending a camera line down to know the distance. What are some real good easy ways to figure out what's going on underground um, while you're trying to figure out the distance uh, because you can't just necessarily, I mean, there's finders that you can use to find, you know, camera heads, et cetera. But if you don't have that type of technology, what are some good rules of thumbs for guys to use as plumbers? Most of the cameras have a foot counter on the camera head. However, I do not trust that a hundred percent. So I would tape it off to see every 10 foot or every 15 foot. And I would know exactly how far I go underneath the house or into the, into the pipe. Uh, know exactly how far I go in, so I'm not going too far. Yeah, that's good. So I think we've done a good job of understanding from a plumber's perspective what to do with jetting. How do we communicate this well to the customer? Because their biggest fear is, oh my gosh, more machinery, more cost, more problems, etc. What can we do to really help put the customer at ease before we start this job and help them understand expectations for what the job will look like when it's complete? Well, again, it makes it easier with the internet. I mean, any more technology has gone from night to day, and we can uh, use the internet and uh, the technology that we have today to illustrate some different things. We can have the client watch things from the internet that uh, uh, communicates the jetting or gives them a visual that the jetting does better than cabling. We can also uh, do some uh, save the camera jobs that we do as well. That's good. I yeah. mean, after the first one, we should have a picture of that or a video Recording. of that already, mm-hmm. and we could all, always show that to the client. Now, I've heard you say this before, Jack. Typically, in the wear and tear on pipes, is there like a over time these clogs up and you'll start to see this really, you know, how long has it been since it's been cleaned, et cetera? These things will really start to, to clog up. But then I think you said, like, what's the, the number? 95%, 97% clean to restoration of original design if you put a jetter through for the most part? If we want to get back, get it back up clean, it should be uh, the jetter will clean it 95 to 98% of the time and it'll clean that pipe. It'll scour the inside and clean the debris out of the pipe. Then we need to use a, a product to keep that clean because it will get, even the soap and the scum off our hands, it will get that buildup inside the pipe. Okay. Uh, one last question here. When it comes to, we understand how to do it well, but what are some things to be cautionary of? I know you said something if that pipe's coming through the floor and you don't tell them to stop, they can push it up, break the toilet. Any other things that you're saying, hey, from using a jetter for the last 30 years, I would make sure that you look out for this and beware of that. Well, there is a couple more things. I would make sure that I know what type of pipe that it's in. Okay. Uh, there's still a lot of orange bird and clay pipe out there, and 
all the time that Orangeburg is not going to work in, the, well, it will work in the Orangeburg, but the Orangeburg is a tire paper pipe, and there's still some tire paper paper pipe in the in the ground today, and so that needs to be replaced. Okay. Uh, the Orangeburg, you're going to have to look out for uh, snagging your hose because uh, Orangeburg is a clay tile. I mean, it's the, the clay tile pipe. So the clay tile pipe, if it's broken or if there's roots that gone through, it's a clay pipe and it's pretty thick. It's probably half to three quarter inch thick. And so you need to take care of your equipment as well. Jack, it's been great talking to you. We'll see you guys on the next podcast episode and y'all have an awesome day. Thank you very much and have a fantastic day. The Plumbing Professional is sponsored by Blue Frog Plumbing and Drain. Blue Frog is a national plumbing network that focuses on creating the optimal opportunity for its plumbers by providing an amazing experience for their customers. For more information, check out bluefrogplumbing.com.